my first film of the 60s is the wonderful, wonderful uh, film uh, Repulsion. Oof, yeah. Catherine Deneuve, directed by Roman Pol- uh, Polanski, uh, which uh, is going to be one of the most interesting films dealing with claustrophobic horror, a person's mind just all of a sudden. It's a very disturbing film that stays with you. It does. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just... Uh, it's depressing, but it's it's just so captivating to watch to watch say Catherine Deneuve's you know descent into mental illness to the point where she becomes a murderess, and uh, at, at the end that very final scene, which I've I've mentioned several times in different things I've done of the photograph. If you remember the movie, the, the very last scene of the photograph with her as a little girl, which has got to be one of the most unsettling, disturbing images ever in a movie. Yeah, it's a creepy film, but it's really good. And you get to look at the luscious Catherine Deneuve. Not only was she beautiful, she actually was a very good actress as well. In that part, she was fantastic. Oh, yeah, she played that role perfectly. Because she starts off, you know, there's something a little bit off about her, but her descent into insanity, uh, the way it's done, it's uh, that's a difficult thing to do. And she played, I think she pulled it off wonderfully. She did. We sound like Siskel and Ebert. (laughs) (laughs) I give it a thumbs up. I mean, we're talking like we're intellectual. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 um, it's, it's, it's a subjective discussion, yeah. you know, really, because I've always thought with film critics, you know, yeah, you might have seen a lot of movies and that, but, you know, it's still a, your subjective opinion. Uh, I'm not offering, you know, movies that I like. I'm not saying run out and see them, if, you know, if it's not your cup of tea. But, you know, we kind of discuss films that we feel for ourselves we've mm-hmm. enjoyed for various reasons or maybe even didn't enjoy but again that's just our our opinions on that right and i i like that we're giving different movies that's the whole thing because i do love rosemary's baby i love that movie i love the haunting i love those kind of films and i love the whole devil aspect you know wolves and sheep's clothing all that thing but i want to talk about carnival of souls that was oh yeah that's a great creepy. film cheapo weepo Cheapo weepo, but I'll tell you, that works for it, doesn't it? I would hate to see that film remade today because they spent a lot of money on it and they blow the heck out of it because the whole the whole low-budget quality of that movie, the black-and-white photography, right. the uh, everything about the, the, the low-budget works yeah. in its favor. It does. It's really good. And if you haven't seen it, that you can also... I think it's public domain, and you can definitely see that on... Um, YouTube. A lot of these films, if you check it out, you can find it. I think the Fat Phantom Carriage. A lot of these films you can find. And if you don't like them, you don't have to finish them, but give it a look. Also, in the 60s, I really liked Night of the Living Dead, which is creepy. It also has a man who happens to be black as the leading dude, which is strange for a horror film and basically for any film because other than... Uh, not saying he's a great actor. I love Sidney Poitier. He's one of my favorite actors. But, you know, it was interesting to see that. And also, it was so low budget. And zombies, they're so creepy. And it's like that black and white, the lighting, the whole thing. And I really, really um, think it's a creepy film. 
Well, that's when you and I both shared together for the 1960s. I don't think we really uh, had the same movies together up until that point, but that's when we both shared because that's uh, that, that's the film that pretty much changed the whole image of horror films, I think. Up to that point, again, we're talking Hammer movies for the most part. We're talking AIP pictures. And all of a sudden, this little black and white film comes along. Like I say, very low budget. Uh, it, and it just, it just, it just changed everything as far as and to this day I mean this, the whole zombie thing actually originated with that film which goes on to this day right. it's so thought? popular look at The Walking Dead I have to say I'm a fan everybody I didn't watch it till the fourth season but I watch these things when I'm on the treadmill and I was running out of things what am I going to watch so I put on The Walking Dead and it's really not about zombies it's about the people surviving it and what they do and have to do and I love that but zombies are huge. Yes, they did the white zombie with Bella and that Madge Bellamy lady and that. But um, And they've done zombie movies, like I was saying, Black Moon, which is something I recommend. That's in the 30s. But um, this one really, I think, opens the genre up. There were many sort of sequels to this, George Romero's thing, but none could take. This one's great. They're being reanimated from their graves, just kind of coming out and... It's really good. I really enjoyed it. Not that I it's enjoyed it. That, it's creepy. Yeah, everything about it. And then, then again, you have that classic downer ending, which, you know, again, was kind of not expected for that time, especially after all that the character goes through. And yeah, it just, it just really hits, hits, hits the right bells. It's really good. And them talking about it and these people trapped in a farmhouse and just how they behave and the whole thing. It's just, uh, you know, for no moolah, it, what a good movie. I love it. Okay, after Night of the Living Dead, and there's so many love in the 60s, but, you know, we can't go on for five and a half hours. No, I can't. I just can't. Neither can Stone. Um, We're going to the 70s, which I think was a really big year for horror and, and the genre and how it changed a lot. So why don't you give us your choices? Mr. Stone. Uh, there, again, there's so many. You, you have the so many. So all those many. films based, right. based on possession, based on, you know. A lot of yeah, devil Jaws, stuff, yeah. Jaws, you know, yeah. but I'm going to choose a couple films here from a, a director, a Canadian director, who I was a huge admirer of back in the, in the day, and that's David Cronenberg. Mm. And his Phil, uh, he well, he did a, uh, a few, several films I, mean, I enjoyed, but I, I would say that what I would pick from the 70s, the two I would pick would be Rabid. And the Brood, both of which uh, I think are seminal uh, horror films of the seventies. Rabbit, of course, could also be looked almost looked at as a, a sort of remake of Night of the Living Dead, dealing with a number of people who have become uh, rabid uh, due to an infection they received from this uh, woman who was in a motorcycle accident, and they used an experimental therapy on her that produced this thing that grew out of her armpit she would go around <laughs> using that on people drawing blood from them but it's infecting them into 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 her becoming blood, a rabbit. her <laughs> her pits that was Mar- and marilyn chambers of course played played yeah. that role i wonder if she uh, you know what she have i she probably had smelly pits if she has something there <laughs> this thing she's like not only is she injecting you but she has bo to the ultimate max you, you know, know I, I, I kind of wondered why he did the armpit thing there That's you know how this thing would get out of her armpit there and infect her infect her victims but yeah. um yeah anyway so it, it, it worked and it's again another downer film a low budget uh but uh 
it was frightening. It had some, you know, pretty frightening scenes in that movie because you don't didn't know who actually had become infected, and when they they did become rabid, it you know it showed in their in their uh, insanity and the fact that they would be you know uh, frothing at the mouth and the whole nine yards there. So, and uh, yeah, it had some very effective effective scenes. It was also the follow up to David Cronenberg's earlier film Shivers, that dealt with a sexually transmitted parasite that pretty much did the same thing to the victims it, it, it attached itself to. Uh, not quite as uh, graphic and gross as rabid, but still pretty effective. Yes, and the other one you mentioned was The Brood, which I to- I agree with. It's really a good flick. It's a great film and very personal because David Cronenberg apparently was going through a pretty bad divorce at that time and a child custody battle. Mm-hmm. So he put a lot of his frustrations down into that. And uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a very good film. <clears throat> Oliver Reed plays Dr. Raglan, who's the, um, I believe the thing was called Psychoplasmics, which was some kind of a therapy session he used that people's rage would come through in a physical manifestation. And in the case of Samantha Eger, who was the wife of um, Art Hindle, uh, very disturbed woman, she was giving birth to these children of rage. And they would attack people that she felt had offended her or hurt her. And uh, yeah, it's a very, really interesting, interesting concept. And I love uh, both of the actors and the, the actress. I call everybody an actress. I'm sorry, don't go actor, because to me it's so pretentious. And it's funny, once these women... And the men as actors become best actors. I'll call them actors, but they don't want that. They wanted to do that as an FYI for the the Oscars. But um, I know I'm going on a little bit. It'll only take a sec because that's why I refuse to call a woman. I I, I agree with you on that too, actually. It's so pretentious. I'm an actor. They wanted to change it. I think the MTV MTV videos or something did it just as one. But they wanted, to, you know, they mentioned it for the Academy Awards. Like, no, 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 actress, actress. So, own it, babies. Either you're an actress or an actor. So, hence, exactly. I don't use actor. So, she's a very good actress. I love Oliver Reed. What a story, boy! Oh, boy! Can I tell you stuff, everybody? He, but he was so cute. What a Three Musketeers. Everything. Another movie I just want to briefly hit on. I don't think we did was. Burnt Offerings, and he's yeah, in that as well, yeah, yeah. with Betty Davis. And, Karen, and man, that chauffeur scares the living crap out of me. Man, that's a scary movie. So check it out. It has Burgess Meredith in it, just itsy-bitsy part, and his sister, uh, Eileen, what's her name? Last name. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't think of her last name. Sorry, everybody. Mm. But I chose, what did I choose for 70s? Of course, there's so many good ones. The Legend of Hell House. Isn't that the one with Roddy McDowell and that guy who's supposed to be a giant? He's There's like this horrible haunting there. That's a good movie. But I'm choosing, I think, what did I choose? I chose, of course, Halloween because that changed the horror genre big time. This is high school people getting murdered, of course. Jamie Lee Curtis was a good girl. And this is a good girl one. And all those sort of trollopy floozy chicks, her friends, you know, Jamie's on Halloween going to babysit. And the other ones are going to have love romps with her squeezes. And, of course, they get murdered. But Jamie, she gets through it. The good girl, the last girl. And it sort of started that. And also, you know, the surprise 
depending, is he, isn't he? So I have to say that one. But another one I talk about, I think I talked about it before, was Black Christmas. And I love, 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 love this film because the acting's very good. It is a slash effect. I have to to turn my eyes in the Margot Kidder scene because that's really, oof, I can't watch it. But um, it also, I, I don't know if that's a fir- first film with that kind of aha they lead us to believe one person's the killer. And I mean, everything about him really makes it seem like this guy's a killer. And the surprise ending is so creepy and so good. You care about these girls. You care about the parents who are there. You care about that. And it is slashy, dashy, but it's very good, I think. And I love the ending. It's so creepy. It's yeah. The whole movie has got that creepy edge to it. You know what's interesting about films like Black Christmas, uh, Rabid, The Brood, and another film I'm really fond of uh, called uh, Dead of Night. Mm-hmm. Is it's they were made in Canada, and uh, you know it's interesting because you know uh, you know my country that there's really been some really good effective horror films that came out of this out of here and Black Christmas. You know, which is kind of the forerunner, I would almost say. Of uh, you call it the slasher genre, or whatever, and it, it, it ain't over till it's over. You think it it's ain't over till it's yeah. over? Look, and, and Halloween, um, you know, not only did it spawn a number of sequels, it also began the "Is the Killer Really Dead?" thing, where you'd watch a movie, you'd think it's all over, and yet it's not. And they you still know, do it today. That, you know how Halloween ends off with yeah. believing Michael Myers is dead, and of course he's obviously not. Which is unfortunate because it created all those really bad sequels. I mean, you know, it's just... Yeah. I only watched the second one. The whole horror franchise of the 80s. I love the 80s. Many good films came out of the 80s, which we'll talk about. But so many, you know, were just franchise uh, films. You know, they're going to go on forever. you got your Nightmare on Elm Street. You've got Sleepaway Camp. Which, which is the first one was had a great ending to it. You've got uh, uh, Child's Play, the Chucky thing. It's just all these films just begat, 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 begat. So whether a good thing or a bad thing, personally for me, I don't mind a good sequel, but uh, so many of them were cookie cutters, I think. Yeah, and also the one, um, The Mask Guy, Jason. Friday the 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th, yeah. of course. And they still had it. Friday the 13th in outer space. <laughs> the, the, the Freddy, uh, not Freddy Krueger, but Jason's in outer space. And I know. They, <laughs> then you had Leprechaun. Remember the Leprechaun? I don't they think I ever saw Leprechaun. Like, and they had Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> and I'm thinking, my God, you know, is there anything they can milk a dollar out of? And that's unfortunate because a lot of those films initially, like even the first Friday the 13th, which got knocked a lot by, credit, uh, by critics, I mean, it's not really a it's not it's not, it's not really a terribly bad film. I mean, it's it's not Shakespeare, but you know, it's watchable <laughs> and pretty enjoyable. But the problem is, then they do the sequels and then more sequels, and basically, it's the same thing. You know, teenagers are going to get killed. Uh, Jason is going to be indestructible till the ending. They'll find some way to destroy him, but at the very end, at uh, last scene, you'll see still with us. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, you think about it. That's where the originality, I think pretty much stops. Yeah, and they do it so often. I think time to move to the 80s. Go, and you can do your your fun film as well. So, 80s. 
Oh, the 80s. Well, that was my, my pretty much my last favorite decade for films. And I'm not talking about the franchise films, but they had The American Werewolf in London, which was one of the best horror films ever. It's funny. It's scary. It's It's got all the right elements and amazing special effects. The Howling, the same thing. The Howling had... It was funny. They, anybody who would watch The Howling who was familiar with uh, werewolf movies will see so many little inside jokes. It, it, it's, it's just hilarious. Yeah, I like in that fact, movie a lot. Did, have you seen the Halloween? Oh yeah, D. Wallace. One, yeah, <laughs> one of the scenes I got a kick out of is um, I forget the actress. Oh gosh, Belinda Belaski, and they have a scene with her, and it has a picture of her boyfriend on her bedside dresser. And it's a picture of Lon Chaney from the 1940s. <laughs> and it's one of the, I got such a laugh out of that. Like, I'm thinking, wait a second here. Good for them, Lon Chaney making from the 40s, it fun. And that's supposed to be her boyfriend? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did he have a pencil mustache in that one? Because Lon did get a pencil-thin mustache at a time. Very Cary Grant, Ascot period of Lon's life. But yes, it's a very good movie. Which one did you choose? You chose... The Howling, and I chose uh, David Cronenberg again, The Fly, which uh, to me is just, an, uh, I mean, one of the best horror movies ever made, in my opinion, because although I like the original 1958 version, let's be honest, it's kind of ridiculous. You know, the guy They're all ridiculous. Head, a little fly with a little <laughs> human head, which is, which is kind of creepy in its own way. But with the Cronenberg version, he just does this this uh, transformation of the body gradually, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's a brilliant movie. It really is. And Goldblum is fantastic. God, he should have got some kind of an award for that because what he put himself through, through the makeup and everything as he's gradually transforming into the Brundle fly. Um, it's just, it's just, yeah. And Gina Davis is terrific. Of course, they began a relationship. Didn't they get married they, or no? They did marry. Yeah, I thought Unfortunately, so. it didn't work. It didn't last. But uh, the chemistry between them is terrific. It just, to me, it works in almost every way possible. I happen to like the first one better. I told you that. It's not a bad, I like the film, but I don't know. Uh, you know, go figure. One of these films I like that did scare me, you probably don't agree, is The Fog. Part of the reason, only bad part I can say is that they gave them like Christmas light eyes, the red mm-hmm. eyes. But it, it's a really good story. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. But Adrian Barbeau, who my friends and I, I made up the name when I was little, called her Adrian Barbust. Go for <laughs> <laughs> It's really young. Oh, I cracked myself up. I, I, it's funny, I think, Adrian Barbust. But um, I didn't see it when it first came out, but I saw it. And I just love the fog effort. But what really cracks me is Adrian Barbeau. And she ended up marrying John Carpenter, and there was this big deal. I think she had children when she was like 52. She had twins, and it was like, old bag has twins at 52, <laughs> whatever. And um, anyway, she owns this radio station in Bodega Bay, and they did some horrible things to lepers. Like, And, and it's the anniversary of Bodega Bay, like 100 years, and these zo- zombie leper people are coming to town. And just the hook. Gunk, gunk, gunk. And then it hits like one o'clock and then all of a sudden they disappear. But I think it's a good movie. Also, like I said, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. And so is her mamacita, Janet Lee, who's in that movie as well. Hal Holbrook plays offspring of one of the murderers. He writes a diary about it. And what I love most about Adrienne Barbeau is she's like this. 
Hey, everybody in Bodega Bay. This is Stevie Lane. Welcome to Bodega Bay. And then she talks to her son. Hey, don't go out. Don't do this. Hello again. It's Stevie Lane. <laughs> and then just that voice. We're coming at you. Happy anniversary, Bodega Bay. What? Oh, come on. Don't bother me to the weatherman. So it, it just, I love that part where she's just like, does that to the ultimate of Max of voices of DJs. And I love that. I have to say, I really do. And what was the other one from my 80s? Oh, Ghost Story. If you are a classic Hollywood fan and you love to see your classic dudes, it has Fred Astaire, uh, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., and uh, Houseman, John Houseman. And they play the older characters that did something very bad when they were young. And Hence, ghost story. It's not the greatest story, but it's really fun to watch because you get all our those groovy guys there. And obviously, Fred's not known for horror, or any of them really. But it's I liked it. Did you ever see it? You know what? That's one film I have not seen. I mean, I read the book by Peter Straub, who recently passed away, but I have not ever seen the movie. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, check it out because it's I own it and it's not I haven't seen it in a while. I don't like the woman in it; she bugs me. But um, it's fun to see just to see our guys in the '80s film, and in some ways, of course, it's sad because they're old. But you know, you get old. We all do if we live. So you know, it's just kind of nice to see them doing some work, and um, they're very good. They're very good in it. So I I like that film a lot. You know, two other quick, you know, they weren't on the list, but two others that kind of came to mind when we were talking about that from the 80s again, uh, that I really enjoyed were Creep Show and The Beast Within. The Beast Within? I don't know that one. Oh, that's a, really, that's based on a book by, um, oh, what's his name? Edward Levy, I believe it is. And it's almost like, of, uh, almost like The Curse of the Werewolf from the Hammer films back in the 60s, dealing with this woman who was attacked and, uh, you know, assaulted by this, by this creature. And she ends up giving birth to this boy who, as he gets older, begins to exhibit these different tendencies and ends up, at the end, he has become, believe it or not, a, a, a giant cicada. Cicada. Oh, brother. And uh, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's a goofy movie, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. And the final scene there, which you can actually, on YouTube, if you put down the beast within the transformation scene, it'll show you how he transforms from Paul Clemens into this giant insect. And it's actually, it's actually a fun movie. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those films that kind of went under the radar, I think, in the 80s. There were so many other movies coming out during that time. And then again, and then again, there's the uh, creep show, which uh, was kind of personal to me because when I became the um, entertainment editor of our college newspaper, that was the first film I ever reviewed. So I, I you know, it's not a great movie, but it's, it's another one of those films that they're fun. They're fun, and yeah, I like that one as well. They have all sorts of creep show ones on, uh, um, and that, I think. Like we're saying, the different eras and how it changes and evolves. So let's go to the 90s. Well, the 90s, again, after the 80s, I pretty much wasn't watching horror films with the same frequency I did the previous decade. Uh, but what I'll mention, that's, um, and I'm not saying this in a good way, because I think it was a really a bad uh, mistake, is the Psycho remake, 
where they used Vince Vaughn to play the Anthony Perkins role. Yeah. And uh, basically, it's a it's it's almost a shot for shot uh, remake of the original Hitchcock version, except it's got the ending where the uh, I forget who the actress was who played uh, Marion Crane's sister. Was that Laura Linney? I'm not sure. I think so. And uh, Anne Hache played. Uh... Yeah, she played the Marion Crane part. Right. And she kind of goes nuts on Norman Bates at the end, like, and, and to me, it's like it's kind of like at the end of the remake of Night of the Living Dead, where the Barbara character, who in the original was, you know, traumatized and almost becomes mm-hmm. a catatonic after going through all this, and in the remake, she's a she's a strong heroine and all this. Not that I have a problem with that, but it just it takes away from what the original offered, and I just thought they were weak endings, you know, and uh, so, yeah, I, I really think that Psycho remake was a big mistake. I never saw it, and but I never wanted to, <laughs> and I no, don't like you know Vince Vaughn. the original. Yeah. You know, because I watched it, I was kind of curious, and honestly, just, it, it bugged me, it, it irritated me, because I'm thinking, why not just reissue the original Hitchcock, you know, why I have to do this? Like I say, nothing was, nothing was new in it, nothing was original, pretty, you know, except for the ending where she starts going eat crap on, uh, on the Norman Gates, uh, Bates character, but beyond that, it was, no, not a good film. No, and also, there's, what was the other film I was thinking about that they did the remake, and it really, really stunk. Guess what? I can't remember it, everybody. I have all these thoughts, and I can't remember, but... Oh, The Omen. I love that movie. Oh, with Gregory yeah. Peck. Yeah. I forgot to bring that up. But then they had like they had The Omen 2, which is okay. It had William Holden and Lee Grant. But nothing can beat um, with the lovely dreamboat Gregory Peck and this writ rotten little kid. And this is a fun fact and true. They couldn't stand that kid. He was a little HIT, <laughs> IRL in real life, and he, he was a little Damien Hellion on his own. He was like a possessed little brat. But um, I never saw the remake. Did you? Uh, yeah, and you know what? It's pretty much the same as the original, too. It's kind of like what they did with Psycho. They pretty much just remade the original. And not with the same kind of, you know, uh, characters who have the, you know, the, the, the personality like Gregory Peck and Lee Remick, you know, they were, uh, I forget who the actors were, but, uh, no, it was, again, it was, uh, a virtual remake, but not, not, not with the same impact at all. And speaking of what you mentioned, the Omen, personally for me, I prefer the Omen part two with, uh, William Holden. The first, I mean, I like the first one. Don't get me wrong. I have them on DVD. But I kind of have a preference for um, the second one with William Holden and uh, Lee Grant. That's a good movie. I like those. Those I really like them. But then they went on with other ones. There's this little devil chick, little girl who's the devil. And oh, then yeah. I know. They just go, yeah. Again, then they did the third one with uh, Sam Neill. Yes. Uh, the, what was the, the, um, the Omen, Omen 3? I can't remember what the subtitle was. But uh, it was kind of the conclusion of the three parts, and that didn't do as well as uh, I think they should have kind of left it at two and just let it go with that. Yeah, and of course William Holden, who I adore, he was great in that, and Lee was too. Lee Grant was very good in that as well. So we're going to the nineties. How about you talk, talking about the one you mentioned, and it is a huge game changer for the horror genre. The Blair Witch Project. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, big game changer, um, you know, the, the start of the found footage movies, which really got kind of uh, ridiculous after a while, because they just kept on making these cheapo movies uh, that, uh, you know, pretty much left you in the theater with a barf bag. Like, I suffer, I, I can suffer from... Um, <laughs> 
Oh yeah, from uh, from Vertigo, and I, I I just could not watch that in a the movie theater. It was just like too much of that shaky camera footage and that. However, it did have a good atmosphere. You know, it did create the creepiness, and of course, the, the ending of the film, which is sort of ambiguous, uh, it, it works on a creep level. But uh, yeah, like I say, it's it, it created so many other films of that type that um, I don't know. It, I, it's a game changer, but not not one that I particularly uh, I'm fond of. Me too. I don't I don't really like the lost footage. I didn't see Blair Witch probably till in the two thousands because everybody's hyping it so much. It's wonderful. They made it on shoestring do, uh, dough, and it made mega millions. And people were saying, you know, doing it, oh, it's so it's the scariest movie I ever saw. It ain't. And I really didn't like any of the characters, the actors portraying, and the actress portraying the actors, uh, portraying the people in it. I didn't like them, for one thing. And... um I don't know, but it it did start that. It was a huge change in the genre. And like you said, I don't, you know, not my thing. And yeah, I, I like the ending. That was, <laughs> I was glad. Yeah, was, the, ending, the ending was the I best was, part of the movie, I thought, because yeah. it's ambiguous. You yes. know, something horrible is happening, but you don't know exactly what it is. And I, I, I like that part of it. But again, I don't like the fact that it was so damn successful that it created this whole <sighs> uh, field of movies with shaky camera footage. You Still know, now that, as well. And, Still, you know, they, they, what was the other one they, that was uh, successful? Was um, oh, Paranormal Activity? Yes, and they have like Paranormal Activity a hundred to this day. Exactly, it's like a it thing, you know? Yeah, these movies, <laughs> these movies cost nothing to make, but they make mega millions. So, of course, what does Hollywood do? Let's jump on the bandwagon and make films like this. Ain't going to cost us much, but we're going to make a hell of a lot of money on it. And they did. They make a lot of moolah. Even the ones they make now. I mean, they're. Shoestring budgets and they make a profit, even though it's not like Blair Witch or the other ones. They make a profit, so they still do them. I don't know if anyone likes them, but I've I saw one recently. I had to turn it off like ten minutes into it because I really don't like it. But I think there's one movie in the '90s. I did not see it when it happened, and believe it or not, no one spoiled it for me, nor will I, unless you guys have seen it. But I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to spoil it. Period. The Sixth Sense. And I'm not a big Bruce Willis fan. He was really good in this. And the little boy was wonderful. I see dead people. I think The Sixth Sense. And when I found out the twist, I was like, wow, that's great. Because <laughs> everybody, I didn't read anything, so I didn't know. And I really liked that movie. But you know, it worked for that movie for the uh, for the for the producers and the director, who of course has done nothing even close to the sixth sense then since then. Oh yes, uh, yeah, he gets so big with that one; it's hard to do a successful follow up. But the thing about that movie was a lot of people had to go see it a second time because they miss all the little clues, right. you know, that it leads up to the twist at the end of the movie. And it's yet they're all there. So if you watch it once. Like, I watched it again. I've seen it a couple times since then. Oh, yeah. You know, I never picked this up the first time I saw the movie. It's really a very, very clever film. It is. You love it. And it's it, it's just well made. The actors are good. Um, original story. Really, really, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. And I highly, highly recommend. I don't know if I had any other 90s movies, but I really like that film. Yeah, I would say that's probably the best one for the 90s stocks you mentioned because, it, it, again, that was kind of a game changer. 
you know, uh, to a point. Not maybe as much as, you know, budgetary things like with the Blair Witch Project and that. But, uh, yeah, that whole, and that's what uh, the director, um, what's his name, Shemelian? M. Someone Shemelian? M. Knight, whatever, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, sir. (laughs) He's tried tried to, you know, copy those kind of endings in in films since. And they haven't been too bad, one or two. Uh But for the most part, he just can't catch on to that, to that, Brass Ring again because that was it was so unique. It was a wonderful film, and I haven't I never watched it a second time, but I think I will. But because um, you're right, yeah, you know, there are hints. And well, the whole oh, movie's a hint. Yeah. I mean, it, that's the thing. But if you watch it without knowing what the twist right. is, Oof. you don't catch it. You just you no. do not catch what he's doing there. It's I wonderful. Mean, it's a brilliant, brilliant film. One of the, I, I would say one of the definitely one of the ten best horror films ever made. Definitely, yeah. It is, and just good. It's just good all around. Highly recommend if you haven't seen it. Big time good. That's the only one I have in the 90s. And two, I don't think we really did many in the 2000s. Well, the 2000s, um, there are only two films that I, I personally would recommend that I've seen. Because, again, I, I, as, a, as the decades progressed, progressed since the 80s, I just haven't been watching horror movies as much because so few have really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. But I do have a guilty pleasure, and that is the Final Destination films. I have to say, I just really get a kick out of those movies, and I, I'm not embarrassed to admit I, I, I like them all. I think they're just a, such a fascinating, interesting franchise. Yeah, and what's wrong with that? You find your films you like. I mean, I like, you know, I liked, uh, what's the one with the, the uh, Naomi, Naomi um, what's it? It's not The Ring. It's Is that The Ring? Oh, oh, that's oh yeah. You know what? That's right. Uh, that's that's one too. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know what? That's another one should be definitely mentioned. The ring. Yep. It's very very good. They had part two, but part one is really good. It's about kids. This lore of kids watching this video and what happens, and it's really creepy and good. And her son is really creepy. Naomi Campbell. No, that's that no, supermodel. No, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Naomi Watts. <laughs> yes, her. Um, and another one I really liked, sort of on the vein of Sixth Sense, and I'm not crazy, I have to say, about Nicole Kidman. She's not my favorite actress, but I love The Others. That's a really good movie. I don't know. What, you know what? Everybody talks about The Others, and I don't know what it is with me or something, but I kind of I guessed the outcome right from the start. So the whole movie just kind of didn't do it for me. I did Because I kind of knew how it was going to end off. Something something just said to me, I know how this is going to be, and, and, it, and it ended up the way I thought it would. So it just didn't have the same, I had to sit to the movie knowing, you know, what the twist was going to be in that one. Yeah, it didn't back the same punch for you, but I didn't. I kind of guessed further down the line, but in the beginning I didn't, and I thought it was a good film. I enjoyed it. And it, it's not some cheapo, sla- you know, because we were talking about the slice and dices, like, what's the one, Hostel? Is that the one? Or Saw? I don't know which one started that really gory, disgusting, dismembering, creepy stuff. I don't really know. But uh, those are pretty bad. And that, that still today, they do the gory. But I guess we could Well, that was, uh, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it was the, um, the Saw films. So again, it became a franchise. Mm-hmm. And then you went into the Hostel films. And films of that type, which they refer to as torture porn. Mm-hmm. And that's where your entertainment value, unless you're really 
I don't know who he would 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 enjoy watching a film that watches that kind of you know uh, humiliation and dismemberment of bodies and that is just and the blood and the gore and all that crap. Yeah, I really and, and where's know. the story? I mean, I don't I don't see the story there. I just see you know it's brutal how, torture. How much growth can we get? Yeah. And uh, I, I've 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 never seen any of the saw films. Me either. Bits and pieces. Uh, bits and pieces. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I just made a joke without even realizing it. But I'm bummed. Yeah, it was a good Yeah, but I'm bummed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, from what I've seen, just like um, I've never seen The Human Centipede, which is a film I just, I will never watch. Did, remember, I shamefully admitted that I watched yes, the movie. Oh my God. And I shamefully admit this to everybody. It's so repulsive, revolting, disgusting, and horrifying. And I watched it. I am so ashamed. I am then so they made two sequels, which uh, I didn't watch. I didn't watch. My my uh, my son-in-law uh, invited me over one night. He says, "Yeah, let's watch this." I said, "You know what? I don't, I just don't want to. It just mm. is not anything that appeals to me in the least." And uh, I, I I I stand by that. I'll never see it. Good, uh, or the sequels, of course. Um, I just I don't want to. I don't find to me movies like of that type to be entertaining. I it just wasn't. find it to be you know slaughter. Yeah. Water, porn, or disgusting, and graphic, and Yeesh. gruesome, yeah. Yes, I am very ashamed of that. But one film I did enjoy, uh, probably one of the last ones that I saw this, uh, you, know, you know, I guess uh, in the past few years, is The or- uh, Orphan, which I really thought was a pretty good film. It was very disturbing, really. It's very. disturbing, yeah. and it's one of the very few films, if not the only movie I've ever seen, that I was watching it, and I was watching it on television too. I saw it on one of our cable channels, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, "There, when is this going to end? When is this going to end?" I mean, not that I didn't enjoy the movie, but it it was so intense, I didn't know what was going to happen next, and it just pretty much kept me, you know, on the edge of my seat. And then, of course, the final uh, reveal there, which, whoa, you know, it, it, I just thought that movie worked, you know, worked really well, and it's, and it's a film that I would recommend for anybody who wants to watch a, you know, pretty clever horror movie. Yeah, and it. Yeah, and they have The Orphan, too, which I saw The Orphan, I think, when it came out. I saw it, you know, I saw it probably on Amazon Prime or something like that. And it disturbed me, but I try to forget it as much as possible. Look at me. I watched The Human human Centipede, and I'm saying this disturbed me. (laughs) But I'm not ashamed. I just just can't watch a movie that kind of depends on gross, how gross effects. It was just disgusting. like Orphan is is to me. I mean, it was it was intense as heck. I and I mean, I I've grown up on horror movies, but I find that movie particularly intense. And it like is. I say, I just want to see it end already because I mean, I was <laughs> like I say enjoying the movie, but it was just really had me on the edge of my seat a lot. So that's a see that's the kind of a horror movie I enjoy. Something that kind of keeps me, you know. In in, in 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 the horror mood, uh, without relying on cheap effects or gross Torture. outs or body slaughtering, yeah. you know. There's this thing, and they're saying it's the most gory movie of all time with the clown dude, the Punisher too. Er, yes, Terrifier too. I've been hearing about that actually, and I was doing some check. I, I you know, I, I I saw the parts of the first Terrifier, which surely didn't do it for me. But yeah, this one now they're saying, I don't know if it's uh, just uh, studio hype, whatever, but they're saying he had the most horrifying movie, and they're talking about people actually fainting in the audience and stuff like that, the previews, so like the who knows, eh? but well. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Uh, oh no, I wouldn't. I, I've read some of the scenes, what they did in that film, and it, it's just, I don't know anyone, 
I don't know. I just don't like. But then again, I said, and, and I am ashamed. I did watch The Human Centipede. I didn't sit. I was doing other things at the same time. So I guess I can say that's not as bad that I was intently watching The Human Centipede. But that's really embarrassing to me. And, I, you know, I don't really like to admit that. But, I, you know, come on. Yuck. Anyway, torture porn is bad. And I think atmosphere, CGI stink to me. A lot of them are like this, like, cloud. And they go, ah, ah, ah. It's just really bad. <laughs> and I just, I don't like them. But uh, there's some really great films out there, we, you know. But they obviously have evolved over time. And bring back some Well, really- I'm waiting to see some more good films. More, you know, some originality, again, back in the genre. Because... Uh, like I say, I just I've ever since the decades my interest has been you know waning. Yeah, me too. Down the tubes there because <laughs> yeah. I just haven't seen stuff during the eighties. I saw you know on VHS back in the day or at the theaters. I, I think there are very very few movies that I actually didn't see at that time. But uh, then all of a sudden I just saw this change happening in the in the, in the genre and that wasn't appealing to me. And uh, with very very few exceptions, like I say, I've just you know stayed away from a lot of that, but I'm still hoping that, you know, something's going to pop up there that's going to be, yeah, you know what, we got something good here again. Everything old is new again. Let's get rid yes, of the exactly. stuff, those Marvel comics, and I'm sorry, actress slash actors. No, you know, I do a Marvel movie. I'm an actor. Yeah, okay, honey. <laughs> Come on, I hate that stuff. And, and it, I'm not insulting people who like it. We each have our own taste. But those movies, you know, any how many Batmans were there? How many? Any can anybody oh can play Spider Man? All that stuff. I haven't seen any of those. You know, films. you know what? I just can't. I just I know can't either. Watch. They're just. I just. You know, and you know, I grew up reading Batman and Superman. I mean, and and I love those comics as a kid. But you know what? This Marvel Universe thing that they've done with I, I I just I mean it just it makes my head spin. And haven't seen any of them. Don't plan to see Me any either. of them. They're just not my thing. If people want to go spend yeah, exactly. money in that. It doesn't do it for me. You know, it's just enough is enough is enough. Like, you know, I want to see something. I want to see a movie with, with, with people, with human interest. And if it's a horror movie, fine, good. I'm not talking a slaughter movie, but something where you got people that you really care about and they're cast maybe into a supernatural situation. Right, and they're like, uh, you know, it's not pummeling you with violence and sawing yeah, exactly. and Yeah, exactly. And if it comes into, into effect, okay, fine. But not just, uh, you know, to have violence for violence sake. No, I don't like that either. It's, you know, it's, it's, Again, the torture porn thing. I don't know how people like it, but to each their own. And I know people like some poor guy was beheaded by the Taliban and it became one of the most watched YouTube things. Like, oh my God, come on, you guys. But I can't judge it. Everybody has their own thing. And like I said, I watched The Human Centipede. I can't judge anybody. Well, but you know what? I think a lot of people were curious about seeing that. You know, you hear all this, you know, talk about the film and that. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess there was a maybe a small part of me that was curious, but I just really can't bring myself to watch something like that. Like, I'll never watch I it. Mean, I mean, some of the movies I remember seeing that really disturbed me were, one that I remember stayed with me was a movie called Wolf Lake. And uh, then there was one called Eden Lake, and they were both very disturbing movies, you know, and apparently I think Wolf Lake was actually based on an actual case in Australia, and Eden Lake was uh, just one of those, I I mean, 
but the thing about those movies to me was as much as they were disturbing, I found I had to kind of watch them to the end because I had to see what was going to happen. But they weren't movies I walked away from feeling good. I was very, you know, upset by them. Yeah. What's one of, oh, did you ever see Let's Scare Jessica to Death? I'm going back into, it was 71. And that's a really good movie. Jessica. She's a woman who is married to a musician. I think she's, she could have been a musician as well. And they have a friend and they go to this great house and it's truly a house they filmed in. It's beautiful. And she had a nervous breakdown and they go there to get her away from the city and kind of let her recover. And it's all about, is it real or is she having another breakdown? And it's creepy and it's good and I enjoy it and I can't stand the husband. I want to beat him up. <laughs> and I'm like, put up your duke, see? I want to beat him up. But it's a good movie. It's good. And you know, that was just on TCM a while ago, and I missed it. Yeah, I've I, never seen it. You can I've never s- seen it, darn it. Yeah, they have it. I think if you go to, if you have, you know, how they have TCM on demand and you go to it on your cable thing, I think they have that on there. But it is good. I hadn't seen it for years. I DVR'd it on TCM when it came up again. And Zora Lampert, is, she, I think she was Ogoya Oboya. She really wasn't like a big actress at the time. But she did a really good job as Jessica and... um I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good movie. And it's creepy. See, I'm going to have to check that one out again because I've heard a lot of people mention it's a really good movie and it's you know got a really good atmosphere to it. And that's the kind of film I like. I like Me something too. that's creepy, doesn't have to be overtly gory. It's not gory. Uh, but- Mm-mm. Yeah, but it's, it's, it just has that kind of a kind of a atmosphere of dread about it. it and does. Uh, so that's. Uh, it's really That's good. kind of like Rosemary's Baby again, you know, and the same thing with that film. It, uh, that, it, it was certainly not a gory film at all, no. but you always had that kind of uncomfortable feeling watching it. You know things weren't quite as they seemed, right? Right, and I love that they never showed us the baby. In that. No, you never see it. That's Again, That's you, you, I think they show the eyes, don't they? Or at the end, if I'm not mistaken? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I think she says those eyes, oh, you know. And then she says, yeah, or one of them says uh, he has his father's right. eyes, which at that point, you know, that's all you need to know, right? Yeah, his, his, his guy, he doesn't have the kind of eyes. And Satan is there was a big controversy, yeah. not a controversy, but a discussion once over what was a better film, The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby? Because, of course, The Exorcist was much more commercial, you know, as a slam-bam-in-your-face type of thing, whereas the horror in Rosemary's Baby is very subtle. So I said, it depends, I suppose, on your on your preference. Do you want the uh, uh, horror shoved in your face, or do you want to just have the suggestive, suggestive horror like that had? And what was the other film with uh, Alan Alda? Uh, Ooh, that was good, yes. And uh, Kurt Jurgens and Jacqueline Bissett. Yes, what the heck yes, is that movie? Yes. It's really good. And also, Race with the Devil is very good as well. Oh, that's a wonderful film. Oh, that's one of my favorites, yeah. If you that have, ending yeah. is just, boy. Oh, <laughs> creeps me ending. out. I interviewed the woman who was one of the stars on that, and she was also in Dark Shadows and different films. And uh, she told me a lot of the, the info on that one. And oof. But it has Peter Fonda, Warren Oates, Loretta Sweat, and um, the one who played Aunt Angelique in Dark Shadows. What's her? I'm sorry she guessed it on the show. I'm blanking out on her. Is that Catherine Lee Scott? No, Catherine's lovely. Oh. I've had her on twice. I think on a different mm. podcast. Catherine is a lovely woman. Um, and this woman, oh, geez, I can't think of her name. She's, is, but it, it's a really good story on that. 
Um, but I'm not going to tell it because we are going long again. But we have so much to get to. I just we're hitting the two-hour mark again. You know that. I know. So we're going to close this baby out. I, I'm going to do my Frida and Hans imitation from Freaks. It's one of my favorites. So I'm going to do <laughs> Hans. You did not know they was going to do that? You, you didn't know? And then earlier, Frida, I don't let women talk to me like that. No women's. I, no woman stuck to me like that. Hans. Yeah. <laughs> Their brother and sister love that. I have another one from The Exorcist. And this is when lovely Father Damien is in the room with uh, Linda Blair, who is possessed by the demon. And I just always love this. And I've done it since, I don't know, probably 2000. And this is one of Satan's voices. Demi, why you do this to me, Jimmy? Demi, why you cry? Why? You're not my mother. Isn't that like the end? And, and the guy says, stop responding to her. He's doing You're not my mother. Demi, why? Because she he, she was ended up in an old lady home, in a horrible old lady home. And he felt major guilt about that. And why? Why, Demi? Why you do this to me? Okay, that's enough of my you know what? That's, you know those impersonations are precious. I mean, they're perfect. I love them. I can, you know, your your uh, freaks impression. Uh, and, and I mean, I can get a kick out of those all the time. You do those; they're wonderful, wonderful. And now you got you got Damien's mother, and that's perfect. I can hear. Her. I I can visualize that scene in my head. Yeah, and his guilt, and she's in this place, and oh my god! But you know, I didn't like like I, I was telling Stone before. I liked the film. I just didn't like them when they were the, in the room and she's spewing the, the you know pea soup and her head spinning around and all that stuff. I didn't like that, but I liked the other parts of the movie. And I loved, loved, loved Jason Miller. I thought he was a wonderful actor. He died way too young. And he yeah. did remind me, you know, how the cop likes him and he said he remind me of John Garfield. Yes, yes. And he does. He did. And he was a really intense, but I thought he was a cutie pie deluxe. And um, unfortunately, he died very young. And he was married to a true story, Tinsetown, fun fact. He was married to Jackie Gleason's daughter. Yes, that's right. Yep. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's sad because then you look at Lee J. Cobb dies shortly after the film. And, you know, it's one of those the stories curse, again yeah, about, you know, the is curse. there any kind of a uh, connection uh, to, you know, the dark side because of that. And then uh, the actor, it was a Jack McGowan who played uh, Burke Dennings. He died shortly afterwards. Yeah, there was a lot of weird stuff going on. And also uh, they had a serial murderer in there. He did have That's right. a very teeny weeny part, but he did speak some lines. He was one of the um, guys when, when uh, the little girl was getting her brain checked because they thought it was just some brain abnormality. And they didn't find anything, but he, he was one of like the orderlies or something that put her on the bed and did something like that. And he was a serial killer. Oochie, woochie. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> he was a serial killer. So those are some fun facts. But of course, Stone and I yakety yacked. I said, we're going to do an hour. We're going to be tight. We're going to do an hour. <laughs> yeah, I know. There we go again. Going but, back. you know, <laughs> at least... <laughs> But, you know, I still would like to, at some point, like I mentioned earlier, do a show about TV Oh, I do, because there's tons of really good ones I want to talk about, too. So we definitely do it. I'll I'll be honest with you. I don't think of, I can't think of really too many scary movies uh, 
that you have affected me in, in, in a horrific way outside of Black Sabbath. But I can think of a lot of things on TV I saw yeah. that were pretty darn scary at the time. And uh, yeah, it'd be fun to discuss some of those. Definitely. And you can check out, I know I have Roku. So on Roku, on the Roku channel, they have all the Alfred Hitchcock Presents and the Alfred Hitchcock Hours. They also have all the thrillers. And they have tons of really good stuff. The only thing bad about it is they have the ads, which I hate, but they have some really great stuff on it. So if you have Roku and you look for the Roku channel, they have a lot of really good stuff on there. Also, like I said, check out 70s Movies a Week, and they have some really good scary stuff on there, too. And and just some really good movies and really good actors as well. So, and and so Stone, why don't you do a hoo Because you're really good. I like your your hoo-ha's. <laughs> good evening, Mister Renfield. <laughs> <laughs> or like when he played the gangster, you dirty rat. I loved him. See, I loved it. So you didn't do your Peter Laurie. Do that again. Well, I, I, I am going to do terrible, horrible things to you, Leopold. <laughs> of course, he comes, he comes across better in Casablanca. Reek, Reek, help me, Reek. <laughs> <laughs> I love Peter. He was such a good dude. Oh, yeah, he was, he was, a, he was an actor who had a definite presence, that's for sure. And, yeah, my yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Yeah, he played a wonderful, wormy creep. He was fabulous. I loved him to pieces. And oh yeah, one of the best actors. He was a he was an actor. A lot of actors apparently didn't want to work alongside because he just was a scene a scene stealer without even knowing it. He just naturally could do it, steal a scene from an actor. He was great. Let me give you a true story, Tinseltown tidbit. His daughter, when we're speaking of serial killers, his daughter who died very young, and she was a troubled girl. She was at a bus stop or something, waiting to get picked up. And she got picked up later that she finds out they were the Hillside Stranglers. And she was in there. They were going to murder her. But she didn't know that. She told them that she was Peter Lorre's daughter and that saved their lives. They were talking about Peter Lorre's films. But, uh, yeah, isn't that something? She got picked up by those huge murders in the 70s, the Hillside Stranglers. Yeah, and because she was Peter Laurie's daughter, they let her go. And yeah. it's funny because she, she looked a lot like her dad. If you see photographs of Catherine, she looked very much like her dad. She did. But, you know, you know. She's, they let her go. But she she was sort of a tragic soul, and she died very young as well. Yeah, she had a lot of health issues and that. And it's very sad, very overweight. She had diabetes, uh, heart issues. And, yeah, I get, but though for her dad was a very sickly man, too. Eh? So that girl could have been, you know, uh, genetically inherited, possibly. Yeah, because in the end, he got really, really obese, but it wasn't because he was eating a lot. He had a disease that really kind of distorted his features and the whole nine. But I can't remember what it was, but he did. But I really liked him as an actor, those eyes. M, ooh, geez, scary, scary, scary. Yeah, he could play. He could play funny. He could play scary. I mean, what, look at some of his early films, like uh, Stranger on the Third Floor. He's creepy as heck in that one. yeah. It's a very small part when you he, he gets a star billing, but it's a very small role. But boy, in those scenes he's in, he is creepy. He rocks it. He's so good. Anyway, Stone, my in, you did your impersonations. I did mine. Now, dear, sing us out, baby. Let's go. Oh, thank you. I want to thank everybody for listening to our Spooktacular 2022. I want to thank the wonderful Stone Wallace, who I love so much. 
He's oh. such a wonderful writer. I'm going to link you up to his page. He's written so many wonderful books. And he's going to sing us out with a tune. So go, baby, go. <clears throat> oh, you're going you're gonna to put me to this, huh? Yep. Okay, let me get myself. You love myself. it. You're a hamburger deluxe with extra cheese and french fries. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> okay, but I need your help in this. You know, of course I told I you that already. Yes, I'm snapping my fingers. Okay, let's right see now. if we can pull this one. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I was working in my lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight where my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. I'm dancing. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the match. mash. Mash. <laughs> it caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. Yay. The zombies were having fun. Awoo. The party has just begun. Awoo, awoo. The, gr- the guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. Awoo. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group. The crypt kicker five. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. The, the monster, monster mash. mash. It went on with a flash. That's you. I'm doing your part. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everybody, for I listening. Think, I think we made our point with that one. So Boy, we'll, we did. We'll just wait for the record deal to come through, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> I could tell you a story about me. Oh, my God. I was always oh. wanting to be a star. Crazy girl. Funny stories. Anyway, thank you, everybody. Happy Halloween. And remember, I'm putting this out before Halloween. And be careful, your fur babies are really weirdos out there. And... Take care of our little darlings. We love them so. Happy Halloween, everybody. Trick or treats, my muffy. Give me something good to eat. Adios. Okay. <laughs>